Mitchell Sell. Thank you, man, for your time. I really appreciate it. Uh, AGT from East Tennessee, the world of country, huh? Yes, sir. Yeah. No, thanks for having me. Yep. Thank you. What's it? Rob and I were from Philadelphia, you know, up east. What's it like growing up in Tennessee? Are, are you just embedded in, in country? Like here in Florida, if you don't have a dog, you're a loser. You're a straight loser if you don't have a dog here. In my mind, if I don't have a guitar and can't play in Tennessee, I'm a straight loser. <laughs> I don't know if it's quite that far as far as a guitar, but definitely, I mean, country music as a kid, man, that's that's just part of life, you know? Yeah, I just know Tennessee for country and hair restoration. We had this guy, yeah. Matt Cox, and he got his hair done. It lasted, yeah, it lasted 12 years. I wrote it down. Nashville, Tennessee. Yeah. Wow. Definitely. <laughs> uh, pull up uh, top two. Yep. So uh, your album, man, I re- I'm, I really like the song Rain. We have oh, up- yeah. Yeah, we have it up here. It's hard to do it on Zoom, but you'll see it in post. What was Rain about? Man, it was, um, it was kind of a reflection of I had been in town for about five and a half years and had really nothing to show for it. And uh, I finally got, I guess, what you'd call my first break. Um, I got a chance to send four songs blindly to an email address that Garth Brooks was was supposedly listening to songs at to, for his new record at that time. <clears throat> and I sent four songs. He didn't know me from Adam. And I thought, well, that's cool. I got to send them. That's pretty neat. And he ended up emailing me back about a week later. Wow. And that started a relationship. And I was, you can imagine how excited I was. And I wrote so many songs during the period because I was so just pumped, you know, and <clears throat> I wrote that one because it was it was just such a kind of a dark tunnel I just walked through, you know, and I was kind of reflecting on all those times that, you know, I, I knew I had to keep going, but I didn't know why, you know. Yeah, it's one of those ones you put on in the car on a long ride and you just sit back, yeah. put the seat back a little bit and just go. Right. Yeah. Nah, it is cool, man. It was a while that what's the best place to download everything to get your music, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean you can stream it anywhere and then downloads as far as if you just want to download it, iTunes is always a solid option for sure. But really it's it's everywhere. Uh, as far as I know, there's not a platform that it's not on. So <laughs> now now gr- growing up, Mitch, uh, I grew up uh, in Pennsylvania. My mom, big country music fan, and I hated country music as a kid. <laughs> hated it. I'm like, oh, she's listening to Conway Twitty and 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 and, and, and that, and I'm like, I can't do this. And I think I hit high school, and like country music, I was like, wow, this ain't too bad. Like, and yeah. it has, you know, there's stories to all the songs, whether it's about your dog and your pickup truck, but it it has meaning. I, what does country music mean to you? I, we know the story we're going to get to it, but what does country music mean to you? Yeah, I think he said it, man. It's, um, I think what country music is for me is stories and it's real life. It's things that, um, I think it's for just the common person. And when I say common person, it doesn't mean you have to, you know, be a blue collar worker, but just, just anyone who's down to earth trying to, you know, be a good person, raise a good family, you know, be a good husband, be a good wife, be a good mom, be a good dad, any of those things, you know, be a good brother, whatever. It's just for good, you know, just kind of down to earth people. I think that, um, that want to hear about real life and that's where the soul of it is. I think, you know, over the years it's, it's really ventured off into another space a little bit for me, uh, that, that I think, um, doesn't really, I, to me, it doesn't identify as necessarily country music anymore in a lot of ways. Uh, but there's still a lot of good stuff out there too, telling stories and all that. So, 
and I, and I have noticed that country and NASCAR, they, they usually don't get involved in all the BS. It just seems yeah. that way, you know? Try to <laughs> try to try not to, or, yeah. or, or you know, or you got just got the biggest crowds no matter what. Yeah, yeah, so, I hear you. On that. And before all this, you were playing baseball, and you were really good at golf. Didn't you win three tournaments in a year? Yeah, so I started playing when I was about fifteen, and uh, be- before I was sixteen, I-, I won a few tournaments and got pretty good pretty quick. And um, yeah, I I was always that way i was real obsessive about everything i got into so i was that way with golf and uh but the problem was i would get obsessive and then i'd burn out so i quit a couple years after i started and then just started back about i don't know oh boy you're back on the golf course oh boy it's my only hobby dude i got three kids i don't have time for hobbies but that's like the only thing i get to do that's and and you get some peace out there too oh it's awesome man my oldest son is like a freaking prodigy no joke (laughs) that's awesome Really? He's shoot, he's See, I'm a good seven. driver. He's shooting a seven. How old is your kid? Yeah, he's he's shot under par on 18 holes. Ooh. He's seven. He's seven years old. Wow! Wow! Whoa! He's, he's yeah. Remarkably good. And so it, it's been fun because now I got a, an excuse to go out there and not and not just for me. You know, it's like I was gonna. I, gotta take I was gonna you say practice. Maybe we get you. Maybe we'll get you in person one of these days. You come down to South Florida. We've got golf courses everywhere. I mean, everywhere, oh, dude, yeah. everywhere. You, you better take the limelight before your kids. About right. five, five more years, you're going to be nobody. Right. He's going to have. Know, he's going to be the guy. That's my goal. <laughs> right. It's a running joke at the golf course we play at. People, people know. You know, they've seen seen me play shows and stuff, and I've got a lot of great supporters and fans over there. And they're they're they always joke that I'm Rivers' dad instead uh, of Mitch. Rivers' dad. Uh, that's he's awesome. the real star so <laughs> that's so cool man. That's, awesome. yeah, that's pretty cool and and when you're doing you know the golf and the bait it just wasn't filling the void in a, in a sense you had listened to country and and i had read that your mom wasn't into country your dad was your mom was into like matchbox what, did, yeah, did your yeah. dad just roll his eyes when your mom would put on pop so my mom and dad they were divorced <laughs> when i was like a year and a half so that so it, it was kind of two different worlds like my dad pretty much only listened to country, a little bit other stuff, mainly country. And then my mom, she listened to some country, but she listened to a lot of other stuff. She listened to, like you said, Matchbox 20 and Third Eye Blind and all that stuff that was popular in the 90s. <laughs> and, you know, even like some like Aerosmith and just stuff like that. And so I got a lot of good, like diverse stuff, you know, growing up. And uh, but I always just gravitated towards country music, you know, until I went through my like you know, rebellious late middle school, early high school years. <laughs> yeah. What, what were you listening to then? Man, everything, everything. Yeah. I mean, shoot, literally from from freaking, uh, you know, hard rock to rap to R&B to, yeah. you know, folk to what I listen to all kinds of stuff. Man, everything but country. I kind of like, you know, <laughs> I kind of rebelled against just everything that I ever knew. And um, when I went to college, I, <clears throat> I left home. I didn't know a soul where I went. And when I got there. I started meeting friends and stuff and they'd all mess with me about my accent and they started calling me Tennessee. That was my nickname. And that was a moment where it really just clicked for me. It's like, you know, you're damn right. I'm proud of that, you know? And and then I just got back into my roots and started listening to country music again and just kind of got, got back to who I was, you know, and it was just a real full circle moment. And found yourself. That's awesome. And then, you know, not, not to, I'm sure you've talked about this a hundred million times, but you know, they call it a freak accident. I call it a little bit more than a freak accident. When I had first read it and heard about it, I really thought it was like almost a trailer to a movie or not real. 
you know, the chances of what had happened is just unbelievable. You know, your, yeah. your father's on the road with your grandmother-in-law and the road on the other side, and they just had on collision. Yep. Yeah, it was a small town, but, um, yeah, my dad was with my uh, – she was kind of who I knew. She was like a second mom to me because my dad lived with her for years when he was struggling financially and stuff, and she just was always there. She was always um, just very supportive of him and just to help take care of me. And so, uh, technically, it was his second wife's mom. And when they got divorced, they just stayed close. You know, they just always were close and good friends. And so, uh, so yeah, she helped him start his business. She was in the van with him, his work van. And uh, they had just come back. They were coming back from a job. And they were on a two-lane highway. And my grandfather was in his truck coming the other way. Hmm. And uh, the drunk driver hit my grandfather's truck from behind. And it, it sent him out of control into my dad's lane. And they just so happened to be passing each other and hit head on and kill my grandfather and my grandmother-in-law and my dad. And, and, and how so old were you? That, how old were you at the time when this happened? Oh. This episode is sponsored by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, guys. Remember the days when you're always ready to go. Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, BlueChew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever the opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part? It's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, aqua conversations, waiting in line at the pharmacy. Blue Chew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. Does it work? Don't think you need it? Try it free for a month and see. You're going to love it. You could be missing the best sex of your life. They say there's nothing sexier than confidence. And Blue Chew can help give you the confidence where it counts. Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at BlueChew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use the promo code MSCS at checkout. Just pay $5 shipping. That's BlueChew.com, promo code MSCS, to receive your first month free. Visit BlueChew.com for more details and important safety information. We thank BlueChew for sponsoring the podcast. Let's face it. After a night with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to. I have to make a choice, either a great night or a great next day. That is until I found Z-Botics. We all have busy lives these days and can't afford to waste a day stuck on the couch because of a few drinks the night before. Z-Botics is the answer we've all been looking for. Z-Botics pre-alcohol probiotic is the first genetically engineered probiotic. It was invented by Ph.D. scientists to tackle rough mornings after drinking. Here's how it works. When you drink, alcohol gets converted into a toxic byproduct in the gut. It's this byproduct, not dehydration, that's to blame for your rough next day. Z-Biotics produces an enzyme to break this byproduct down. It's designed to work like your liver, but in your gut, where you need it most. Just remember to drink Z-Biotics before drinking alcohol. Drink responsibly and get a good night's of sleep to feel your best tomorrow. Order Zbiotics now for your summertime barbecue, weddings, vacations, you name it. 
Go to zbiotics.com slash mscsmedia or scan the QR code on the screen right now to get 15% off your first order when you use MSCS Media checkout. You can also sign up for a subscription using my code so you can stay prepared no matter the time or occasion. Zbiotics is backed with a 100% money-back guarantee, so if you're ever unsatisfied for any reason, they'll refund your money, no questions asked. Remember, head to zbiotics.com slash Media. Use the code msesmedia at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode. Plus 10 at the time. Yes. Do you think if you were older, it would have been easier to deal with? Or do you think if you were older, it would have been harder to deal with? You know, it's hard to say. I think that knowing what I know now, growing up, you know, having kids of my own, I think I was at probably the worst age because you're old enough to fully understand what's happening and, and fully have a relationship with my dad. But you're not through those really crucial years that you just need a dad. You know, mm-hmm. like you really need a dad through those late middle school, early high school years, you know, you need a dad period. But if you're going to, you know, if I was going to pick a time, I think it probably would have been, I hate to even say easier. Cause that sounds like I might be, you know, if someone else is going through that, I'm not right. trying to say you know, it's, it sucks no matter when it happens. It's horrible. But I think just for your development and like your, your overall just chance of being remotely healthy as an adult, I think obviously if you can get through those years, you know, those teenage years, it'd be, it'd be, pretty pretty uh helpful for sure and for all the people listening and watching whether it's a death or just going through a hard time and they want to give up and, and you didn't and you're proof that you didn't what's like a good one-liner just that you could spit out that you know when somebody's having that tough time and they're ready they you know the one-liners that just pop in the head like keep swinging you know something like that man i always loved uh because uh, I've just, I don't know, I, I haven't been through as much as a ton of people, but, I, but I've, I've been through a decent bit in my life. And um, one thing that always stuck with me, and it's, it's actually a book about it, but uh, tough times don't last, tough people do. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. And then you start really going at it with the guitar. You know, you're in college, you're learning. And then you get known as a songwriter, right? Because you're doing, you know, weekend gigs, shows. And then you really, really excel with the songwriting. Yeah, that was kind of my first, you know, real success was as a songwriter, you know, with Garth. Um, and then uh, he was gracious enough to let me come open some shows and stuff. And he, he believed in me from the very beginning as an artist. He uh, he kind of heard it um, from day one. And he he was always, you know, from, from day one till now, he's never wavered in his support and belief in me as an artist. So it's been been pretty amazing. And uh, he, he uh, <laughs> exposed me to a lot of other people, too, that have become fans and just you know, the fan base has continued to grow. It's been, been really amazing. Just, so, uh, so what's that like opening up for Garth Brooks? Right. You know, you send yeah. him like a wild email, just the, you're just happy you got the right email. And next thing you know, <laughs> yeah, you know, here you are opening up, like you're telling <laughs> to the town, Hey, I emailed Garth Brooks. And, and they're then, probably like, bullshit. <laughs> yeah. They're right, like, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. You, yeah. yeah you, you emailed a robot, you know? Yeah. yeah, dude, I'm telling you, when I tell the story, I always say, I'm like, look at, when I tell you this story, you're going to, you're going to kind of go, really? Like that really happened? Cause it's so just dumb. Like it's dumb that it even ha- like, I can't even believe it's real, you know, but he listens to the stuff, man. He's a freak. He's a freak of nature. I've never met anybody like that, dude. He is, I, I swear he's not human. Why like, do you say that? Like, like give us some he examples. Just, he just goes and goes yeah. and goes and goes and goes. And you're just going, I'm half his age and I'm going, huh. I'd be freaking, I'd be laid up and over on the side of the freaking 
room right now. <laughs> Passed out, you know, like he just goes, man. And the fact he listens to all those songs that were sent to him, you know, that's the only way he would have heard my stuff. I mean, yeah. he got, there's no telling how many songs that dude was getting. <laughs> he listened. He listened, at least listens to a little bit enough to where he can go, yeah, pass or, or hey, this is intriguing, whatever. But, man. And what was one of the first conversations once you sent that email to him, you got a reply back, like, like actual hearing his voice. What did he say to you? Like, what, what, what was said to you? So one of the first calls he made, <laughs> which he's, he's so funny because he, he truly is a, he's a classy guy and he's humble and he's, you know, um, he's just consistent. It's consistently that way. But, uh, he, uh, he went to his first meeting as a signed artist at Sony. That was the first deal he did when he came back to tr you know, try to get back in the game. And the president of Sony's guy named, was a guy named Gary Overton at the time. And rumor has it that when he walked into the meeting, he shook Gary's hand and did, you know, shook everybody's hand and said hello. And then he leaned over to Gary. He goes, Hey, uh, I got this kid you got to hear. And that was like the first thing he said to him. So it's like, Wow. Not, hey, I've got these plans for my album. Not, you know, yeah. not about me, but like, I got this kid I want you to hear. So apparently after that meeting, he wanted he wanted Gary to meet with me. So he, he called me wow. to tell me about it. And he's like, hey, Mitch, uh, this is Garth. And I'm thinking, yeah, no shit. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, he's like, you got a sec? I'm like, of course I've got a sec. Like, I'm good. I'll draw whatever I'm doing, you know. And uh, he goes, hey, uh guy named Gary Overton over here at Sony. He, he runs the label, and I've been telling him about you. Uh, would you be open to coming down and meeting with him? And I was like, <laughs> no. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. So let me check my schedule. Yeah, but too, I think I too can, busy yeah, right now. I think I can work it in, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. and what I, was, I was like, I don't know, a month, a month from now on, on that Monday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> of course, man, I'm, I'm in, you know? And so he just, it's just, that was like one of the first, you know, on the phone, you know, hearing his voice and just thinking Holy that's crazy crap. yeah, yeah one, of the, Garth, one of the first and, and it's not just talking to him it's saying hey come to sony right and telling sony yeah. About it. <laughs> right. yeah it was nuts man and it then what's nuts. that crowd like when you open up for him i mean what is that crowd i mean that's yeah. years and years and generations of people yeah it really is man and the, the gift that he gave me to do that is just all the gifts he's given me, I can never repay him for, you know, I just, I thank him emphatically. He probably, he's probably sick of hearing me say thank you, but I just feel so unworthy of all of it because he built that. You know what I mean? I, didn't, I, I bring nothing to that show. He doesn't need me. You know, he, he chooses, he wants me out there. He doesn't need me to sell tickets. Right. I'm not going to sell tickets. You know what I mean? I might sell 10, you know what yeah. I mean? So it's like, he doesn't need me. He wants me out there. And it's like, that's the what best, right? That's yeah. the best. Well, you know, gift. you're wanting. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, what a gift that he doesn't owe me at all. And also on top of all that, just when you think he can't be any cooler of a dude, he will not send you out there to a half full place. Really? He's held me before for over an hour from show start. Wow. Just to make sure there was enough of a crowd in there before he'd send me out. You think any other artists are doing that? Hell no. Mm -mm. There ain't Hell many. No. I can tell you that. that that's an artist that cares about you. Right. He cares about you. That's just a class act, man. Class, class act. act. Yeah. And then so, I had pretty... seen that you got into some film. Oh, gosh. <laughs> man, what is it? The last couple of interviews I've done, man, you guys have d dug some stuff up that uh, 
I, I wanted to stay buried. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, next one. No, it wasn't. It wasn't anything with them. It's just more like I, you know, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. I probably like an idiot, but I, uh, I think, I, yeah, I did. I did a couple things with a gentleman down in Georgia, and they did some cool, cool films. But I was just, shoot, I was just flying by the seat of my pants. Yeah, so, yeah. you're just on top of the world. And then, how did the AGT come about? Or so yeah, they, they call uh, what is it? They call it AGT now. AGT. Now it's not AGTV. AGT. 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 Yeah. It was so, AGTV. Um, or no? Was it? Okay. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they reached out and just asked if, if we'd be willing to come do an audition because they heard my song uh, "Son," and um, I was reluctant at first. I've been asked over the years to do the auditions for those shows. You know almost every year, at least one of them has reached out and said, Hey, we'd love for you to audition and very flattered by that, but I never felt like it was the right fit for me. Um, so I just never did it. Uh, but when they, they reached out this time, the song is just not, it wasn't about me. It was about the song. You know, it was like, I want this song to be heard. So I talked to my manager and I was like, Hey, you know, you know, normally I've just kind of passed on this stuff, but really feel like this might be an opportunity to get this song heard and it deserves to be heard. So Turned out to be a real blessing, and glad they glad they reached out. Yeah, and and I had read, you know, with a song like that, you think, well, if this would happen to hit, I'm gonna have to sing this over and over and over, you know. And so that's you got to have a lot of kahunes to put that out, and then you know, if it hits, that's gonna be your song that you got to constantly sing. But you know, your song's in it and so forth. So I mean, that's really cool. Yeah, I didn't think that part through, boys. <laughs> <laughs> I've been at a couple of shows and I'm like, oh, man, I say, I've said that. I've been like, man, I didn't think about this. You know, if this thing does well and people love it, I'm going to play it every night. So now that, it's going to be a challenge some nights. The prep going into that, like, you know, you're going to yeah. be on the show, right? You know what song you're going to be performing. You know the emotions it's going to bring to you. What was it like? I mean, I know they did the tape thing first. They told the story. They taped that. And then, you know, you come on stage and Simon's there and they're all there. What did you feel the second they're like, go ahead? Like, what went through you? Um, It's definitely nerve wracking because it's, you know, you play a show, even a stadium. I mean, I've played for 100,000 people. So, yeah, it's nerve wracking. But you're still confined to the space. And even if they may take a video of you messing up or something like, yeah, you know, you might, might have a viral moment or whatever, but typically, you know, there's not going to be more than more than that. Those amount of people or maybe a few more that see it. Whereas like television, <laughs> it's like millions of people and it lives forever. <laughs> you know, like They replay it. They re-air it. It's like, dude, you're getting, that's a lot of people watching you. So it's like, you get one chance. It's pretty nerve wracking. And I'd never really done television anywhere near that level before. So it was like the audition, <clears throat> I wasn't as nervous because you don't, the, the presence of the cameras isn't as obvious and it is way more raw. You just got plug up and plug in and set the mic up and go, you know? And so thankfully all the years of my experience probably helped me, you know, to really get through all those performances. But the, the main, the, the live performance, man, that was a, that was nerve wracking because you know, you got all these camera cues that you're trying to remember. Um, it's live television. So if you screw up, you fall down and slam your face off the ground. Like you're oh, doing it in front right. of like, right. I forgot it's live. People. So when you say yeah. camera cues, what do you mean camera cues? 
Well, like we rehearse a couple of times. Uh, we don't. That's the thing. You don't. You rehearse, but you don't actually get to rehearse on stage until like the day or two before. And it's only you know they're they're bringing in you know more people, and it's it's really you get a few minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like you know you don't really get a ton of opportunity to really really rehearse deeply. Um, and and it's television, so they're going, hey, you know, you need some movement. Why don't you move over here? You're gonna have camera here. Do you want to look here at this part of the song? You know, look here at this part of the song. Make sure you're engaging with the audience at home because it's not just this audience. There's people at home watching too. That's a lot to think about, man. (laughs) Yeah, so you're trying to think about all that. And then I had in-ears in, which I freaking hate in-ears. I can't sing with in-ears. Like, I can't. It's weird. So everybody's different, but some people are great with them. Some people, a lot of people aren't. A lot of people, like, if they go in the studio, they take one ear off. I'm the same way. I, I do vocals with one ear off. Because if I have both ears plugged, I can't. I just I'm always pitchy and, and it's weird. Right. So I was I was uncomfortable with that. And just a lot of there's a lot of factors where I'm going. Man, this is this is a great learning experience. Because next time it'll be a cakewalk, sure, right? Because yeah, I'm gonna make sure that I'm more ready. You know, that's, so that sounds like a nightmare. Because yeah. first it's you're just lot. trying to sing the song right and do well. Yet alone yeah. look at cues and look this way and that way and all over the place. And what? So what was the typical? Yeah. What was that day like? So. You, you know, you don't have to go what you ate for breakfast. But, you know, you're up early. Your nerves are going. You know, you have to be at the studio or the the stage at this. Like, tell me about that day. Yeah, you know, I think um, I wasn't I wasn't like definitely nervous throughout the day or anything. And I never got like crazy, crazy nervous. But I was nervous once we got on stage. I think doing so many shows and stuff that I've done. Yeah. You know, I kind of, I kind of wake up with the same mindset. You know, you're a little bit, you know, you're like kind of like a little, little giddy and anxious, but you're not. It's not like the first time Gar said, "Hey, I'm flying you out tomorrow, and you're open in front of eighteen thousand people, and I've been playing airport bars." You know that that was that terrifying. was that was uh... yeah. But just through the years of playing all the shows I've played on the on the stages I've been blessed to play on, it it prepared me a lot more, I think, than probably a lot of people um, that that are having to do that and i don't know how they do it i mean they do a great job a lot of those folks and they've never played big shows you know but um but yeah just getting there you know the build-up is definitely you know it gets more and more intense as you're going and and you know that you know you you again you have one shot and it's all fan voted and it's just a lot of pressure and you're you know you mentioned like all the things you got to remember well on top of all that they change your song. You can't. You don't have time to do a four-minute song. You got two and a half to three minutes. Oh, right. I, I shortened the song, and it was it was cut in different spots. And so, like, you got to remember that too. For, for five years or however many years, right. and now all of a sudden I'm changing. You know, so you're trying to remember all that stuff, and so it was more just me being focused and trying to like rehearse those those parts and the things I was doing different to make sure that I had it kind of kind of drilled in. So. And then when you're done, well, when you're done singing and you're standing there and you're looking at like Simon, yeah. that to me that just would be feel Howie. like the most Howie with his germs. What uh, yeah. would be the most uncomfortable standing moment ever? <laughs> yeah, that's not as bad because you at least are like engaging with people. The standing while they're announcing who's going through, where you're standing on the circles, you know, yeah, that can be a little awkward because you're just like. You know, you're not really, you're just basically, they're like doing this dramatic pause and you're trying to look not like an idiot on TV and it's just kind of awkward. But yeah, waiting for them is, is more just kind of, you're a little nervous because you're like, you know, you want, you want them to love, like your stuff. You want them to like your performance and you want them to say positive things because it could influence people at home. So 
I was lucky and blessed that all my, you know, the two performances I did, everybody was real, real positive. I didn't have any, any criticism at now, all. Now, so. now I remember, I remember watching my wife loves, uh, AG, AGT. So I remember watching <laughs> and I don't believe I was, I saw your part and then she's telling me about it. I'm like, Oh my God. And then literally, I mean, you must've just got done. It was just live on TV and social media just lit up like <laughs> Twitter I mean, seriously, it was all over the place. This song, this guy, oh, it make you cry. You know, it's, it's going through all this type of stuff. What was that like for you? Because for me, I'm like, holy shit, I can't imagine. Like, you go from, I know Garth Brooks and all that, but you go from, like, Mitch to, like, Mitch. Yeah. Fast. Yeah. What was that like? Like, the Mitch with Garth right, Mitch. to Mitch. Like, what, was, <laughs> what was that like? Oh, man, it, it was, yeah, it was surreal. I mean... Because TV is so powerful. I mean, it's probably the most. It's definitely the most powerful like medium we have for for anything in terms of art, especially. But um, especially like the coolest part for me was, you know, yeah, you know, getting more more fans is amazing. The attention's great. You know, it's it's you know, it feels good. All that stuff feels good. But I've been doing this long enough to know, like, you can't hang your hat on those things because they're they're shifting all the time. You got to like stay in what's real. You know. And I always try to focus on the ways that, like, God's giving me a gift. How am I using it? How am I bettering people's lives? You know, not about me. How am I make? How do I make it about other people? You know. And so for me, like, one of my dreams with with the song "Son" was that it would like uh, reestablish relationships between family members. You know, like fathers and sons, moms and sons, moms and daughters, whoever. Dude, I got so many messages, man. Like of people just saying, I'm, I'm literally like, I'm bawling my eyes out right now. I just called my dad for the first time in two years. We talked for 20 minutes. Thank you for this song. You know, I, I I don't know if I would have reached out. You know, all these things where I'm going like, this is exactly what I envisioned for this song, you know? And And the song that you debated, you know, coming out with and you did and it worked the way you wanted. That's, that's, yeah. yeah, And you can't buy that, right? You know, you can't buy that. That's something you can't buy when you save somebody and, especially with a song like that that then really saved somebody's life or who knows what. You never know out there. Amen, brother. Yeah, that's that's what it's really, truly all about at the end of the day. I mean, I got to make a living, and, and so I get, you know, I can get lost in some of that stuff sometimes, the business part of it, but it always recenters me to get one of those stories sent to me, you know, of just, you know, I've got a song called A Soldier's Memoir, and, man, I can't yeah. tell you how many people have reached out and said, man, this saved my life, and I'm thinking – saved you like how that's insane to me like i don't know how i could write down something put a melody to it and it literally changed someone's life and i'm just going only only god could give could could gift that through me you know what i mean like it's just it's it's a pleasure to be used in that way it's really it really is and it's really cool that you don't get caught up in the moments because that's what I see destroys people when they get caught up with that one moment, but that's just for that month, week, or, or whatever, you know? Yeah. Especially in today's world, man. Oh. <laughs> yeah, they got about three-second uh, attention span. Yeah. yeah, it's a fight to stay relevant, which I, I don't know. I quit. I've, I've stopped fighting. I'm just going to be me. and just be you. I'll, I'll, keep, I'll keep the people that really want to listen. And, you know, if that gets huge one day, great. Let's Let's make it huge, but – it doesn't that's okay i'm just gonna just gonna keep keep doing what i do you know now with that in ear right now does that play the lyrics and the instrumental or just the instrumental always wanted to know that 
No, so so in ears, all that is is just so you can hear everything. So I can hear the 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 uh, music, and I can hear my vocal on the mic. In your so ear, so there's a lot of oh. vocal and everything. There's no there's no lyrics coming through my nothing like that. It's just my vocal coming in here. But when, when you imagine your vocal straight into your ears, like it's just a weird feeling. It feels like you're isolated. It's hard to explain. You just you just. I don't it's know. Like it's like us not right now. Me. It's the same. Yeah, but I always, but like you said, I always see a concerts that at some point They'll there's pull, a, it out, pull one pull out, out all the yeah. time, and I always wonder. Exactly. Yeah. Because yeah, because it's really like it can get weird, and you, you start to you start to feel like you're pitchy, and and it, it's terrifying. If you ever see someone doing that, an artist, yeah. yeah, know in that moment they are very uncomfortable. They may not show it because they're professionals, and we've learned to to always keep this, you know, the same. But when they do this and they're they're pulling it, that means that something's weird and they feel like they can't find the pitch because it's it's too here. You know what I mean? Like yeah. we weren't meant to sing right into like your, that. Yeah. You're meant to sing where we can hear the ambience of that, you know, the music and everything. And so when you when you put those things in, it's like I couldn't do ugh. it because right now we're just talking at a normal tone. You know, if you were here, and, and then we're just all engaged in just this. But to sing and hear myself and yeah. go to a pitch that would like shatter my brain. I, <laughs> I, I I'd adjust things and go from number twenty to yeah. seven thousand and fifty and be in a box. Yeah. I, yeah, that's probably what would happen. It's a weird feeling. Some people some people can do it great. They have no problems with it, and they just sail right on through. But there's a lot of people that struggle with it, and I'm I'm definitely one of them. Now, who you know, I know Garth Brooks. I'm sure is up there on your list. But who are some of the guys that you really looked up to, or, or maybe still look up to, country music wise? Man, um, yeah, Garth is definitely at the top. I love all that '90s country stuff, man. Um, you know, how can you not love George Strait, Kenny uh, Chesney, Chesney, man, great songs. McGraw, great McGraw. songs. Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson, great songs. Um, man, golly. Don Williams is one of my favorites. He's a little older. I just always loved his stuff. Um, shoot. Off when the top you, of my head. I know later I'm going to go, oh, crap. Yeah. That was the one. When you go to write, you know, some people write in silence, late at night, morning, paper, phone. How do you write? Do you use a pen and paper, pencil paper? Do you do it on your phone, talk into it? How do you write? I've done all that, man. Oh, you uh, almost every day. I've, yeah, I've written at 7 a.m. I've written at 2 in the morning. I've done it in my phone. I record ideas in my phone. I've I've typed it out on my phone. I've typed it on iPads. I've typed it. I've written it. I've memorized it. I've dude. I've done it all. And are you so. do, are you doing it the minute you get like you know you're just sitting there right now right after this podcast and maybe you're like oh man I should write about and you'll just put it right down then and there so you don't forget it or no. The idea, yeah. If I get a great idea, I'll definitely do that, and I'll, I'll, um, I'll, you know, kind of record a melody that might might fit it or or whatever, and just get it li- as much of the, as the of the thought out as I can. Because you might in two or three days, you might go, "How was I seeing that? Like right. I know I, I hear, I see the idea here, but what was I thinking for that?" So you have to really make sure you you get out your perspective on what you you have. You I've, know, I've had a lot of those on drunken nights. Right? Like <laughs> I'm going to make a million dollars with this idea. And then I wake up the next day and I'm like, fuck, what was it? And I if I wrote it down, we would be fine. I'd be a millionaire. Yeah, Can you write it down, Rob? I for, keep forgetting. So. Maybe I'll write it down. All right. Mitch, maybe I'll write it down one of these days. <laughs> there, there's been times where I'm laying in bed and I'm like almost asleep and I'll have like a great idea. 
and I'm so tired I don't want to get up. And I have sometimes not gotten up, and the next day I'm like, fuck. No! Yeah, yeah. What was that idea? So now, yeah. like, I'll just get up, and I'm like, ah, I'm not going to. Then that takes me another hour to fall back asleep, but at least I got the idea down, so. Because yeah. your, your songs are very lyrical. I mean, country is in general, but you're very lyrical. So you have an idea, say a clock. And for whatever reason, the clock is the clock. You write the clock down. Then you add the clock was, you know, in the house at night and this happened. Is it always kind of the story first and then the melody? Or sometimes it's the melody, then you add the story to it? Um, I think the way I usually write, if I'm just writing by myself, I, I like to start with a great hook, which is that turn on the phrase. I love to like, I love to take something and just turn it, you know, make you go, oh, wow, that's cool how I did that. So I love, that's one of my favorite things. Um, I had a, a guy that used to call me the hooky monster. Cause that's like, I'm obsessed. I'm obsessed with making those hooks. You know what I mean? It's probably people, a lot of people a lot better at than me. So probably not a good nickname, but that's what I like to do. So I start there. And then usually for me, then I go straight into a melody and I'll, I'll eat, sometimes I'll do the chorus. Like if I'm really just feeling inspired, it's really where the inspiration's at. It's like sometimes that inspiration feels like, man, I want to play a verse like this to that idea. And then I'll start humming a thing and I'll start coming up with lines. You know what I mean? What or I'll start humming the chorus melody and trying to figure that out. Where's it going? How does it land on that hook? Right backwards a little bit, you know? Kind of, it can be different depending on what the idea is. And, and the most important thing is the hook. The thing that everybody remembers, it plays in your head, and then you want to play it again and again and again. Or would that be the chorus? What's that in, in country? So what's the one, Well, you know, like if I think of Kenny Chesney, you had me from hello, like that's what I remember, you know? Yeah, so that that's the hook. The, the tr more traditional country thing is that. It's the, it's the hook that at the beginning or the end of the chorus, or, usually, or sometimes both, usually the end of the chorus. The hook and pop can mean more like a melodic thing where it's like the same phrase over and over and it's the melody's real catchy. So that's hooky. It hooks you in. Oh, like it's the I thing see. you sing in your head over and over. Of course, in a lot of modern country, they can have those things too, you know, the little oh's, woes or whatever they do, you know. Um, but traditionally the hook in country music is that lyrical phrase that makes you go, oh, wow, that's cool. Or, oh man, they turned it this way. Or, oh, they, they took the phrase, you know, uh, I don't know. Whatever, and turned it in. Yeah. Uncommon for, of course, there's like a billion songs written. Heck, I've written. Okay, I, I just played one the other day called, it's an old, 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 old song that I wrote called Texas Hold'em. Texas Hold'em. You hear that and you're thinking card game. Well, I wrote right. it about a guy losing his family and they they left and he's trying to catch them on the interstates and he's praying for Texas to hold them because he's afraid if they get out of Texas, they won't. They uh, won't oh, know. cool. That's See, that's cool. Yeah. That's yeah. Awesome. So it's like stuff like that where you, you take something and you, and you take, make it something else, you know, has auto tune like that auto tune. Has that hit country a lot? Cause I swear some country I hear it isn't what I heard 10 years ago. Oh bro. Everything's auto tune now. Everything. I mean, they're putting it in heavy, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, there, there's, like now autotune's become like a, a a sound like you almost it's almost like if you put a record out without autotune it sounds different um and a lot of people are put off by it because they're so used to hearing stuff on the radio that is all autotune all autotune like i can't yeah. sing obviously if i went in with the right autotune guy couldn't that autotune make me sound pretty damn good <laughs> 
It can make you sound like tonally it can't help you, but as far as pitch, yeah. I mean it can yeah, it can make you it can make your pitch perfect, you know. I, I didn't so. think that ever go to country. I, I thought it would stay away, but it hits everything. It's like, money. Man. It's money is yeah. cheaper, go, right? You know, it's yeah. money that's they're, right. they're killing. So, I mean, what are they going to do? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so now <laughs> when you're done with, you know, uh, AGT, how AGT. it's because of Howard Stern. <laughs> Ask him. Uh, when you're done with that and you have all that momentum, then then where do, where do you go with that? You know, how do you balance everything out? That's a good question, man. I'm still trying to figure that out, honestly. I think – Social media makes it tough too, because man, those algorithms are always changing. You know, we just we just noticed recently, Facebook. I've got like 173,000 followers on Facebook. They're all real organic. I've never paid for any of that stuff. And man, we we usually post and you know a, a, a kind of a more mild post that doesn't get as much engagement. We'd still usually get a thousand likes or something, you know, and 100 200 comments, whatever. And then we get you know two, three, four, five, six or up thousand likes on a lot of stuff, you know, that we post and man, all of a sudden, like a light switch flipped about two weeks ago, everything we post two to 300 likes out well, of nowhere. Well, see, they, they have that switch. Yeah. They, oh, so, yeah, no, it's, yeah, it's you know, yeah. maddening, man. Like it's maddening. So you're just, you're sitting here going, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm winning over these people to become at least introductory fans all the way up to full blown followers. And like, I can't even reach them. Yeah, because What's the point of following my page, I can't reach any of them. Right, that's insane. So it's like, what? Why did? Why even have this? Why have these followers on here? Because do you know why? Like, do you have any idea why? Like, any song you could think of that whatever would have pissed them off that they're getting paid, <laughs> right. you know, paid yeah. to knock it down, and that they're afraid that you might you know, influence somebody a different way. No, I don't think it. I don't think it's that. It, this has happened before, where it just kind of like randomly the bottom just falls out for a little while, and it's. I think it's just because they change like the priorities. You have to figure out what posts they're looking for. So like, we do a lot of videos. Well, videos may not be in right. Now, yeah, know? we had like, uh, or whatever. Yeah, you know? we had Dr. Robert Epstein, and <laughs> who's like really following all this, like beyond like brain comprehension of the normal person. Yeah. And he was telling us last week or the week before that say they're not selling enough ads for whatever reason, just like anything else, they can turn that clock a little bit up to where, you know, instead of 8,000 likes, you know, they turn the clock up to point it to where all the 50,000 likes are, you know, just because of the quota or, or whatever, whatever they're, they whatever, whatever craziness they're doing that day or a week, you know, that's, but that is crazy. You know, how, how do you have yeah, that? No, I could, I could that certainly nuts. see that, man. Look, at the end of the day, it's a business they're running. So, if it, I mean, they know that <clears throat> for all of us, like the dopamine hit is real. Yep. Right. And we want people to lie. Now, I've like, obviously, I've got more of a handle on that now that I'm older and a little perspective. But I think they realize, you know, hey, we're going to let him reach all these people and he's going to get used to getting these this engagement. And then all of a sudden, he's just not going to get it. And he's going to start going, he's going to start getting frustrated and then he's going to start boosting his post he's going to start buying ads yep right now which, which uh a little news flash for them no thank you <laughs> ain't gonna happen nope <laughs> nope absolutely <laughs> nope me neither you're not getting a cent from no. me with that over billing right. i'm already giving yeah i'm already giving you free content yeah right. so i'm making people stopping. come to your page what are you gonna yeah, yeah. right when you think about yeah. that right <laughs> you go yeah, on agt so. you know you go in there you do everything you do 
you're bringing them. You know, they need That's you. Just, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they need me, but no, I'm, I'm not paying anything. I know that. <laughs> so out out in uh, Tennessee, in Philly, we we have pizza, cheesesteak. What's the thing to eat out there? Uh man, barbecue's real good down really? here, in my opinion. Yeah, like barbecue pork, brisket. They say brisket's more of a a Texas thing, and that's kind of where I guess it's more known. But we got some good brisket here too. I love barbecue down here, and uh shoot man uh, uh like biscuits and gravy any sort of like that's what i was waiting yeah, for the biscuits, biscuits and gravy. gravy that's what i was waiting yeah. for yeah. yeah that's and there's some good like chicken fried steak and stuff like that man there's some good stuff that just oh that sounds about cool. right chicken fried steak yeah. that sounds about right for there it'll it'll square you away really good you'll be you'll be good for probably a day or two that and the moonshine <laughs> oh yeah yeah some good moonshine yeah, go blind. yeah, he'll blind you, right? <laughs> yeah, he, he makes <clears throat> he makes all kinds of moonshine. So, what are you working on now? You know, what what do you have planned over the next year? Going on, so on and so forth. Yeah, I think for me, man, um, I've written so many songs, dude. Like the stuff that's out, like it doesn't even. Like it's not even scratching the surface. How many would you I've say been. you have on a hard drive or or done, completed and done? <laughs> I'll tell you that not not completed and done. I've got you know a handful, but let me just pull this up real quick just to kind of like get like a quick idea. I just went through like tribes. songs the other day. I just went through songs the other day. This is a song list I made for like I want to cut like two or three EPs over the next year, year and a half. I'm gonna guess there's probably. 70 songs on here wow just that i'm like considering for those eps yeah now how how do how do you guys pick that if you got 70 or even 100 right how do you go about narrowing that down to 15 20 12 like how do you go about that i've always gone about it but just in my internal team my wife my you know my manager close friends bouncing stuff off of them you go in and cut stuff. A lot of times, that'll kind of tell you. You'll, you'll have two songs, and, and the way they come out in the studio might tell you. <clears throat> I actually think I'm going to do something different uh, that I think could be really cool. I haven't announced it yet, so I'm not going to give the details. But it'll be basically like a subscription-based model for diehard fans, and I'm going to let them pick the record. Like I'm going to play all these unreleased songs. You can only hear them on this platform, and you're going to be able to vote directly on which songs should make it, which record. That's, what the artwork's cool. going to be, what the album title's going to be, you know, new songs I should write for the, you know, all that stuff. It's going to be a really neat, smaller community thing, only, again, for just people who really want to be a part of the experience. Like, you know, in-studio footage, like, of us cutting the songs when they, when they pick them, you know, so they can really have their hands on it, and it can be theirs, too, you know? Yeah, yeah I'd love to see that, how the how the cut's done. I was going to ask that. So, like, you know, I remember growing up, you know, we used to go get go to the record store or buy cds cassette tapes all that type of stuff you had the album right and you'd have yep. you know you'd have your couple songs you liked in there and then you're like yeah the rest of these songs are like whatever but they're on the album yeah, we had the wall like, you remember the yeah, wall did the you guys wall. have the wall? the wall and uh i can't remember the other name of the other one did they have the wall out there it was called the what wall the wall, wall like, was the record store had, yeah. it was a record store that had all the uh-uh. cds no, no. No. but we like, had uh fye and like oh yeah we had fye yeah. right but so like yeah. now, now with writing of songs and and are there still albums technically, or are people buying 
how like how does that work now? I think in a lot of ways no, but I also think it depends on the artist, and I also think that I think that things are starting to kind of like like re recycle. Like we're going in with a lot of vintage stuff. A lot of vintage stuff's coming back in. More traditional country music is starting to get more popular again. Good, that's good. And like I've I've done the single thing for a while because for an artist, especially an independent artist, where you're paying for everything yourself, you get more you get more out of your money, so to speak, song at a time. So you can space it all out, right? What but made I'm you really, decide really- to go independent? What made you decide to do that well, versus going with a label that can market? Yeah, I mean, it really was just, it wasn't even really necessarily a decision. It was just kind of like, I just, nobody was trying to sign me. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to, I got to do something, you know, and uh, just kept building and building and building. And, you know, I've talked to some labels here and there and all that. And, um, you know, it just, it just kind of, hasn't really gone that way might, might be for the better yeah, might be I for the better so. the guys that we've you know talked to that did sign i think they probably you yeah. know a few of them wish they wanted because you know unless you got yeah. like uh a microscope to look over every word with 20 million dollars in lawyers right i don't know yeah. i don't know remember they're the big company <laughs> right there's a lot of there's a lot of red tape for sure. This episode is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Breaking news, Manscaped now sells beard products. That's right. They are once again revolutionizing men's grooming with brand new Beard Hedger Pro Kit. From a beard trim to a fresh shape, the technology behind Beard Hedger Pro Kit allows you to shave your signature beard look. Now you can finally use Manscaped products to make your drapes match your carpet by going to manscaped.com and using code MSCS Media for 20% off and free shipping. No one likes a weird beard, so say goodbye to all the stubble trouble with Manscaped's Pro Beard Kit. It all starts with the Beard Hedger. This thing is a monster of fixing faces. First off, this cordless trimmer has a rotary wheel that gives you 20 hair cutting lengths all with one guard. No more messing around in drawers, this color one, that color one, all with one guard. Plus, it's waterproof, so you can shave in the shower and avoid all that hair in the sink. The Pro Kit doesn't end there, though. First, there's the beard shampoo and conditioner. You need to remember your hair is different. Next, Manscaped's beard oil. Cap it off with beard balm. The Pro Kit also comes with three different gifts, a beard brush, comb and scissors to ensure your beard is ready to impress so get 20 percent off and free shipping with the code mscs media at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off and free shipping at manscaped.com use the code mscs media growing up cereal was one of the best parts of being a kid but as i got older started working out i had to watch out for sugar and empty carbs magic spoon has the amazing flavors you'll love but high protein and less sugar the variety pack, four flavors, cocoa, fruity, frosted, and peanut butter. This pack has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and four to five net grams of carbs. Only 140 calories per serving. It's high protein, zero grams of sugar, keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, and soy-free. The fruity one, I'm done for. I can eat the whole box, no problem. Go to magicspoon.com slash mscs to grab a variety pack and try it today and be sure to use promo code mscs at checkout to save five dollars off your order and magic spoon is so confident in their product it's backed with a hundred percent guarantee so if you don't like it for any reason they'll refund your money no questions asked 
That says something. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of high-protein cereal at magicspoon.com slash MSCS and use the code MSCS to save $5 off. Thank you, Magic Spoon, for sponsoring this episode. It's a, you know, it has to be the right people. It has to be the right time. It has to be the right everything. I mean, so I'm not, I'm not, I'm always open to anything. I'm not, I don't ever close doors anymore because why? You know, you don't ever know what's going to happen. You don't ever know what God's got in store for you. But, you know, I'm very content doing it this way. I really am. I'm at a place in my life where it's, you know, it works for me. So. And when you know you want to do a song and you, you have the melody, you have the lyrics, you're ready to do it. How, how long does that take? Once you have all the, the pieces and you're ready to go do it, how long does that take then to put together, perfect, you know, mix? I never quite understand what they mean when they say mix, but I, get, I mean, I know they mix the, the vocals with the, the instrumental, but there's more to it than that. Yeah, there's more to it than that. Um, as far as like what it, how long it takes if you were just to literally break down the time itself and put it all to smash it together. Uh, for one song, probably anywhere from 10 to 30 hours, Whew. you know, yeah. talk about studio time, overdubs, mixing, tweaks on mixing, mastering, all that stuff, you know, vocals, all of it. So, yeah, usually you go in, you, you cut the song. People do it a lot of different ways now with, with a lot of the tracks and track guys and stuff and country music. It's it's much cheaper a lot of times. I, I still I still track things kind of the old-fashioned way, you know, real drums, all that. But I have that sound. That's more my sound, the more traditional sound. So I go in with a great band. I play on the songs on an acoustic, and we, we go in, we talk about, you know, if I'm working with – I've got a producer named Luke Wooten I've worked with and other people I've worked with done on myself – we, we sit there, we'll start, they'll play through the song and we'll, Hey, let's, you know, let's do a stop right here. Or let's, let's try out, let's go up a half step or let's, you know, Hey, that electric guitar at the beginning, hold that till the chorus or, you know, whatever we're talking through it and they're throwing out ideas where I'm throwing out ideas, whatever. And then you go from there and you go to what's the overdub phase, which is where you had the bones there. Everything's there. That's like kind of the nucleus. Now let's add like the flavorful hooky stuff, the melodic stuff. The and, catchy. You know, yeah. yeah, like it just kind of make it a record, not just a not just a, a track that we went in and track like a record. Now, how do we polish this thing and really really round it out with everything it needs? And so then you go in and, and have somebody mix it, and they they're basically taking all those things, they're panning them to where they they fill out the space. Like if you if you listen to the stereo, if everything's down the middle, it's just going to be one big wall of sound. So it's like you you pan things so that it feels like it's full like surround the vocals sound. in the center. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, the vocals in the center, you know, and and you're you're uh, adjusting the levels, the reverb, you know, all making it sound like it's it's you know polished but not too polished. You know, there's all these things you're trying to do to make it based on your sound that you're going for, you know. So then once you get that dialed in, then you send it to mastering usually, and that's where they take it and they kind of make it like they put the final polish on it and make it really um, kind of rounder and bigger and, and crisp. And more like, it seems like yeah, crisp, like more, right? Or like radio record ready, completely polished out, you know, and just um, very balanced, you know. I never realized it was that many There's damn a steps. Lot. Yeah, audio engineers, man. And, yeah. And talking about guys going nuts, how about Mick Jagger and them out touring? Yeah, he was. Like maniacs. Did, did you see that? Sex, drugs, and rock and roll, baby. They're out touring <laughs> three hours, man. How old are they? Uh, 80s. 80s? 
yeah. 80s bad <laughs> a lot of drugs. have y'all seen the y'all seen the the line where it's like you know, we need to really start thinking about the world we're going to leave Keith Richards and Willie Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> that might be true. That might be pretty damn true. Yeah, you're lying, man. Now, when you wrote, how old were you when you wrote the song Son? And how long did that take you? I mean, it's an emotional, your life story. How long did it take you to sit there and put the pen to the paper? I'm sure tears were shed. How long and how old were you when it when you wrote that song? I would have been um, 30, 29 mm. or 30. I'm trying to remember the exact. It was my son. My oldest son was six, about six months old. Um, so that would have been May, June, July, August, September, October of 2016. So, yeah, it would have been, um, I think, 30. I would have just turned 30. And how long did it take you to, to sit there and come up with it? Like how many drafts were there or, or it just all came out, just spewed out? I think I'm an idiot. I think I just turned 29. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how old uh, I am. <laughs> so, so yeah, I was either, tw- I either just turned 29 or 30, but anyways, yeah, it was, um, the core of it poured out pretty quickly. It was uh, it was a write with one of my best friends, one of my probably the person I've probably written the most songs with. We just we see things the same way. We're lunch pail writers. We really dig hard on stuff. We want it to be great. We're not there to write twenty mediocre songs. We're there to write three amazing songs. You know that's kind of how we think. So it's much easier when you get in the room with someone like that and you're not fighting that. Right. As soon as they say a line that works, you're just ready to move on. You know that's that's tough in a writing room. A lot of, you know, a lot of people, you know, sometimes that I've written with and, uh, and they, a lot of them have written great songs, but it's just not the way I write. You know, I like to really let's make sure that line's really great just because it rhymes and it works doesn't mean it's perfect, you know? So we were sitting there and he had the idea, my world revolves around you. That's why I call you son. And I thought, dude, that's, that's epic. And he's got, he's got two sons and a daughter. And, um, so he, he knew it, he lived it. And, uh, and then my story, I'd never talked about it, <clears throat> but being a you know so close with my dad and now having a son that was six months old and feeling that love, it just kind of came pouring out. My story came pouring out, and he, I started telling him, and we were we were crafting these lines, and you know I was just basically just saying my story, you know, and it was uh, it was pretty cool, man. And we got it to a pretty pretty workable place that first day, and then we came in and just kind of really tightened it up over the next couple of sessions and made it, made it really perfect. And, so. and you know what the, the most amazing thing to me is, I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, the, the tragedy you had to go through and, you know, you, you're, you you're famous, you know, because of the song, but that's something that your kid is going to have for the rest of his life. Like that song. And like my dad wrote that song, my dad sung that song. Like that's, that's bigger than anything. I think. No, a hundred percent, man. I agree with you a hundred percent on that. How do you go out about picking uh guests on tracks? You know, if you, if you have a song, you feel it needs, it needs someone on, you know, maybe a woman guy. How do you go about that? Well, I haven't done a ton of that, but, um, the times I have, you know, you kind of just go to your, your circle of people usually, or if there's really somebody that I'm like, man, this person would be so perfect you know, there's always somebody 
it's a small town. You, you chances are you know someone that knows them, you know. So, you know, you can usually get a hold of somebody and at least get a yes or no, you know. Um, so yeah, that's that's probably that's now the when way. you move from you know when you went from the part of Tennessee where you grew up to Nashville, yeah, you, you know that's going from Mitch to Mitch, <laughs> you know. So what was you know going to Nashville like when you got there? Yeah, it was you know people would be probably surprised to hear this, but it's it's very it's di- very different in my opinion. Um, Nashville and even more so now, but it's I mean it's a city, you know it's. Uh, oh, it turned into a like a city city downtown type thing. It's not the Nashville. Yeah, yeah I know. Now. It, used, it used to be a little more quaint, but it was still a city. You know, it was still like little things, man. Like you let someone over and they don't wave. You know, and like back home, like we right know, waves. You know, and there's hold the door and they say thank you and hey, you know, everybody's yeah. like, it's just kind of, it's the south you know what i mean yeah you're welcome you don't have to lock the door yeah, can i yeah, borrow yeah. some bread right. you know i thought yeah. maybe that was still alive nope that was one of the first things i noticed and that's funny because if a lot of people come here from like north or west or what and they'll start saying oh people here are so nice and i'm like yeah right <laughs> <laughs> yeah. it's not like it's not like they're jerks or anything but it's just like yeah. i'm used to like that overly nice southern hospitality you know what i mean like not overly nice. Just this thing is overly nice, but you know what I mean. Like very like out of your way, nice, you know. And so it just like was a, a, a the other direction for me. Um, so that's one of the first things I noticed. Uh, but man, I just um, it did step my game up. You know, there's so many talented people here, and I would go to writers' rounds and go listen to people. And I kind of was probably weird in the sense that I think maybe a lot of folks come and they think they're ready, you know, and they they're a little naive, you know, and. I was naive about a ton of things, but for some reason I kind of knew I wasn't ready. Like I knew I wasn't good enough. And so I really like, I grew a lot because I would go out knowing that and going, I want to go watch this guy cause he's written these songs and I'd hear him and go, God, I suck. And I'd go home and write the next best song I'd written. That's awesome. And I'd go out again and go, you know, I, I thought that song was good, but it actually sucks. And then I go home and write another one and it'd be even better, you know? And I just kept just getting better and better and better and better. And eventually you do it enough and you just, you sharpen that the end of that sword enough and starts to get decently sharp, you know? I would love, I mean, not that I ever want anyone to fail, but I would love to be that fly on the wall that that kid who thinks he can sing country moves from New York, California. <laughs> to Tennessee. He's going to Nashville. Yep. All right, buddy. Have yeah. fun. Yep. Yeah, I'm the man in California, <laughs> yeah. and he gets to Nashville. I'll see you in a no. few weeks. No, 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 no. No, no, pal. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Nowadays, maybe. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, that's bad. right. Nowadays. Back when I'm thinking now. Yeah. You're going to be up back in California. Yeah, pop influences now much more than it used to be, so may have a better chance. Yeah, but just keep doing what you're doing, man. Your lyrics are awesome. Yeah. Are really awesome. What, when do you think we'll get another single out or, or anything soon, or are you just going to wait until you go with uh, the fans? And I, I really like that. The, you know, let the fans pick the cover of the song. That would be cool. And, very, like and engaging. And then Facebook can go jump off a cliff. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know, this year we toured a lot more than I ever have. Um, and so I, I kind of have been – in that space and it's hard to you know when you have three kids and a wife like i come home i have to balance that so trying to get out and, and cut records in the middle of the week when i'm gone thursday friday saturday sunday a lot it's it's a little much so i'm gonna get a break here in december i'm gonna slow down a little bit next year touring wise we're still gonna do a good bit of touring but i'm gonna slow down the first part of the year and, and really focus on getting the songs cut that i want to cut creating that 
that um, space that I was telling you guys about. Um, and I'll announce kind of the platform and all that uh, here soon. But um, yeah, just try to get those those wheels turning so that I can get the songs narrowed down to go cut them because it is a process. You know, it takes time, it takes money, uh, which is you know part of that subscription model. It's like when I say it's going to be partly theirs too. I mean literally, like they're going to help me fund it through that subscription. They're you know they're paying to subscribe to this exclusive channel. That money's going to then go to helping cut those songs. So they're going to have like a real part in doing this and. I think it'll be cool, hopefully, for the people who are really kind of big fans and, and really want to, you know, be that close to it. Yeah, no, that's a great idea. To now, do. now, what's uh, you you said you were on tour, right? What's some of the favorite cities that you've been to uh, while on tour? Yeah, you know, <clears throat> I was actually going to post tonight about about that. I mean, really, and I say this honestly, like we've had some small crowds at new places we've never been. Of course, like you'd expect. I'm not I'm not freaking Garth Brooks. I'm nowhere close. I'm not even a mid-level artist yet like i'm still like a baby i'm trying to figure it out but you know we're growing every time we go we're growing a little bit but um every crowd even the small ones were really good you know really good engaged like just really excited to be there which it feels good um as far as like just the really great great crowds um man charlotte is always god they just show up for for us (laughs) every time man like they're just they're they're really great um they've treated us really well anytime i go back close to home they usually treat us real well chattanooga area come out pretty good kentucky's always good um trying to think and Uh, and how do you keep your voice good is there any tricks to the voice like tea mint tea what's ginger tea um no all that stuff's bullshit is it all bullshit yeah yeah because you think about it your vocal cords aren't where you drink they're actually in your windpipe. Right. So it never actually touches your vocal cords. <laughs> oh, that's so, You know, like when it goes down the wrong pipe yeah, and you call, yeah, yeah. then it touches your vocal cords. When oh, you're wow. Right. So really, it's 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 just keeping... Now, it is important to stay, like, hydrated and stuff because w- what happens with your cords, if you're dried out and you're drinking, you know, alcohol and you're dried out or you're whatever, they're rubbing together with no... It's like it's like a motor with no no oil right it's, Ooh, it's squeaking or yeah, uh grinding grinding so it's good to stay like hydrated and and you know eat good clean foods and all that so that, that really helps me but also just trying to sing properly you know and don't don't over sing uh which a buddy of mine really knows the voice and over, you know years ago he kind of taught me how to not sing too heavy where i'd hurt hurt my chords what about so when you have a me. cold though? What if what about like when you got a stuffy nose or a little bit of a sore throat and you got a show and there's people that paid to see it? Yeah, oh yeah, no. I've how do you duck and how do you get through that? You just you just give it all you got till Yeah. I mean at the Turn end. Turn the bass you're... up, guy. Yeah, Turn yeah, the bass yeah. up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you barely have a voice at the end, but <clears throat> you just find a way, you know. Yeah. Just find a way. Hope you don't hope you don't have a three show run that weekend. Now, <laughs> yeah. you know, now will you have did, a one or two? Did you say you'll have a tour uh tour coming up next year? Is that what you early or later next year or how does that work in? Yeah, we you know, we'll we'll definitely still tour like through the summer and, right. and fall probably. And in spring too. We have dates, some dates already booked and stuff, but I just don't want to be as like back yeah. to back to back to back to back as I was this year. Because right. it just you know it's it's, it's like hard a, to be. It sounds like a like a guinea pig on a cage in a circle, which is going like that because you're on tour the three days, then you come back, you got to spend time with the family, but then you're cut yep. and making but that 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 head pop yep. off. Will you be in uh, the yes. South South Florida area? Maybe no. Yeah, you know, it's for some reason we've never played in Florida. Like I have it by myself. Well, now you got a good reason. Yeah, so. we got to get I you know, down man. here, man. 
I know people ask and I need to figure out a venue down there that will that will work you know I can't having not really played down there much again it's a, it's going to be a newer right. so I got to find a venue that's like you know it makes sense financially where we can make enough but they can also because we're not going to sell probably a ton of tickets so we got to find that balance you know where where you can make it make sense so as you as you get the dates in, you know, shoot us an email. We'll, we'll yeah, constantly we'll update the the podcast, you know, the channels so that everybody can always come back and check the dates that that you have scheduled then. Oh, thanks, man. I appreciate oh, that. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you for your time, man. You come to South Florida, you better swing by in here. Yeah. I will. I will. But we don't have to do uh, stupid and, Zoom. And I and I have to say, that, and I know I know I said this already <laughs> to you, you but your uh, your song, man, like just what you said, and and you could tell we have a lot of guests on this show. Uh, stuff comes from your heart uh and what you said there really caught me when you said about um you know that song and the people like reaching out to you that it saved my life or i talked to my dad like i just can't even imagine that like just think about that like if you hate you know people get in arguments with their parents and they haven't talked to their dad they listen to your song and now they called their dad like, i just i can't even imagine hearing that that's huge yeah, it's, rebuild a relationship and have a dad again or have a son again or a daughter again or a father again, mother, whatever it may be. And, and last question for me, just a thought. So I, I told you I grew up with country music, hated it, you know, then I got into it. Garth Brooks, huge Rascal yeah. Flats fan, love the Rascal fun. Flats. Yeah. Dan, Dan and Shay now, uh, you know, Jelly Roll. So – I'm, I'm I'm cranking out to Jelly Roll. What are your thoughts on Jelly Roll? Honestly, do you, do you, he's different, right? And he looks different, and he is different. What are your thoughts on him? Yeah, you know, man. Honestly, I, I don't even know if I can weigh in because I just don't. And it's not because I don't. I like, oh, I'm anti. I just am so out of the loop with new stuff. I haven't even listened really to any of his stuff. I've heard like it heard it in passing. Right. And it sounded good. I heard and. Uh, but, but the things I've heard about him is that he's a great dude. So, I mean, that's always what I go off of. I mean, I may not, <clears throat> there's, there's guys in town, artists that I just like musically, I'm like, I can't, and I'm not saying he's one of them. I'm right. just saying in general, right, right. Maybe, maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I haven't listened enough, but there's guys where I'm like, I just can't, like, it's not for me. I can't listen. Right. But, but I know enough people that know him and they're like, man, he's good. And I'm like, heck yeah, you know, kill it, man. Like get after it. Like, it's great. I don't want to see anybody, you know, do badly. Like I, I, I want to see people win and you're working hard and you're you're achieving your dreams like man awesome like i love that for you i just you know i can separate the two just because i don't like your music or whatever it doesn't mean it's like a personal you know right. I, I still i still pulling for you you know i just don't i can't lie to myself and go man this music's you know really moving me or whatever right you know? it's subjective right it's subjective and everybody has gotten so personal. It like, like you it's yeah. like you like just yeah. because i don't like your song doesn't mean i don't like you right you know yeah. i you know. Right, and, and yeah, it's I, like even there's, I know there's people that are not gonna like my music. That's fine. Right, it's fine. Right. I don't care. It's fine. It's not for everybody. But it's when people when people make it like you've never met me and you're like, oh, you say like you say something negative. You're like, dude, how do you you've never even met? No, me? no, know me. Right. Yeah. You know and what then, I mean? Like, and, and then you so social so, media boy. La last two questions, I promise. So, uh, give me your favorite Garth Brooks song of all time. <laughs> Good luck and then that. give me, I know, I, I know, it's that's good. Your your top Garth Brooks song of all time, and then give me like maybe two or three of your favorite country songs. I threw it threw a lot at you there. I know. I don't know how you pick one Garth Brooks. 
If I have to pick one Garth Brooks song, and I, again, it's just me having to pick one, I would probably say Allison Miranda. Okay. I like the dance. I go the dance. Okay. Allison Miranda is on uh, the Lost Sessions, and I don't know. It just always, I just always come back to it. I don't know. I and, then, love it. and then what other two songs, not Garth Brooks related, even just general songs that you're just like, man, I love that song. My goodness. A lot. Man. There's a lot. That's a lot. There's a lot of country songs over the years. For oh. me, it's always, you had me from Hello, and when I heard Tim McGraw with Nelly. Oh, my God. The Tim McGraw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those, those two stick in my head. Uh, over and over again. Yeah. Over, yeah. That one and you had me from Hello. Those are the two that okay. always stick in my head. Okay. What's in your head? Say, oh, you find uh, you thought of one? One I could say for sure is "Everything That Glitters" by Dan Seals. Hmm. I probably don't know I heard it. that one. Yeah, I'll write that. You down. go on my uh, go on my Instagram if you get time after this, and go to yeah, we'll pop it. We're gonna pop it up on here too. <clears throat> yeah, like so, when you see the podcast, you'll see your Instagram up and and everything. The ninth post, the ninth post down. It's like uh, it's like two over from our Halloween picture. Okay. So it's me on a stage. It's me singing that song. So you can you can check it out. All right. Okay. Uh, man, the second one I don't even know. Nobody ever. Everybody always asks like, "What's one?" And I always go with that one. I like, know. Oh, I know. It's hard. I, I, listen, I have I, to pick. Uh, golly. I mean, it. You know, a Gar song would probably be up there, honestly, because I mean, he's he's my favorite artist. So like, maybe Alison Miranda, but um, also I love. Um, uh, shoot. Um, last time I saw her, it was turning colder. Golly. My brain. Yeah, you guys can't catch me in the evening. That's all right. That's all right. That's I'm bushed by this time of day. Yeah, hey, you got you, guys. We, we appreciate uh, your time. Though. I appreciate any time with you, man. Yeah. I, I like, love to learn and talk to you. I really that, that I really wanted to know about the earphone thing. Yeah. The thing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I always see him rip it out, put it back in, rip it out, put it back oh, yeah, in. And I'm like, what the hell is actually coming through there? Now I got yeah. one more. I know I said, I said one more question five <laughs> times. Already. Uh, have you ever been on stage and you're playing the guitar and the string just snaps? Oh, have you ever oh, had yeah. that? What do you do? Yeah. <laughs> That's a yeah. question here, Ralph. So, uh, I haven't had that happen, man. In like six or seven years, no joke. <laughs> now, I, now, I you, now I jinxed you. Now you jinxed, man. You jinxed. No, literally, it just happened in West Virginia, like oh shit, a month, a month or so ago. And I think it's because we were outside, and you know the the change of temperature and all that can kind of mess with the guitar sometimes. And and the string broke, and you're just like, I had to like borrow my my guitar players while he went and changed mine and i just did some acoustic you know by myself oh my God. he brought mine back and then he you know whatever so it's like you just figure it out you know yeah, i'm not yeah, hopefully i get to a place where i have a guitar tech and he'll just hand me a new guitar and i'll just keep yeah, on rolling you got a guy right there for you yeah. and, until then i guess you could make a joke out of it right, right. <laughs> i yeah, mean i don't exactly. know what do you do at that point right i think i found that like i i you know it's always nerve-wracking like you're worried about forgetting words or you're this or that but i usually settle in because it's like at the end of the day it's going to happen. I'm human. Right. And no one out there expects you to not be human. Right. We think that they do. We think they want it, us to be perfect. They don't. They they know that things happen. And so if you just treat it that way and you just go, oh, y'all, I'm an idiot. Can, I, can we start that over? 
Right. They're just going to start cheering going, yeah, sure. You know, they don't, because it's like, I'm not a robot, you know? And so it, I think, and it takes like the stage and the lights. It takes all that away in a way, because then you're just, you're like everybody else. Like, oh, I yeah. dropped a drink, dropped this guitar broke. Yeah. Ah, who cares? Keep going. Yeah. It's, it's always, I've tried to approach it. Even when I'm on stage, the way I talk, it's like, it's like a big living room, you know, like we're just people, you know, it's just, yeah, just like a bunch of people hanging out. That's what we try to do yeah. here. Just like nothing like in particular, just talk, get to know about each other and learn. Exactly. What's Mitch's, uh, what's Mitch's Mount Rushmore of country music singers? What's his Mount Rushmore? Garth's on there. We know that, right? Yeah, Garth, Garth is on there. Don Williams is on there. Oh man. I'm hitting you hard, man. I'm hitting you hard. Yeah, you, you Gar, <laughs> those are good. That's a good one. Yours. I not, mean, yeah, just yours. Yeah, okay, so mine. I mean I would say, um golly. Cause like if you're talking singers, like Yeah, because uh, I mean, a performer, they could go through performer, right? Some guys are better performers, singers, you know, there's a songwriter. You saying like just all around like the yeah the yeah I guess all, yeah yeah okay so then I'll say I'll say Garth Don Williams I'm gonna go McGraw man like yeah. how do you oh, argue with yeah. the, the the length of career and the amount of great songs that right. guys had right and same thing George Strait I mean yeah I George not, Strait yeah, I like yeah George everybody Strait. I forgot me. about George Strait no, I agree yeah. with George Strait yeah. I agree with that for me like obviously like Haggard I'm a fan Hank Williams Senior I'm a fan like you could argue all those but for me and like where I'm with my age and what I grew up on and like the biggest influences on me, that would be, I'm going to, yeah. uh, on the way, on the way out of here, I'm going to have Tommy listen to some Hank Williams jr. So we're going to blur out to some Hank Williams jr. He's going to rock his world with that one. <laughs> <laughs> Hank jr. Is the man. Yes. But Hank senior. Dude. Yeah. Hank Forget senior. about it. Yeah. Right. I want to know. Oh, one, I want to know one thing. Who is the best country performer? Forget about the song, the audio, just the just performance perform. in general, like moving around, crazy that's but, easy that's easy yeah. garth is different. yeah still there's still wow yeah, yeah good no for him man good for him yeah he makes he makes a lot of like other big artists i've seen show like kind of underwhelming yeah like uh yeah he's up yeah, there it's hard, to beat. hard to beat all right, man. Thank you for your time, and uh, make sure you send all those dates of the tour. We'll have everything in the description. Uh, when this comes out, everything you'll see in post. Uh, but thank you again, Mitch, and uh, you're doing a great thing, and keep at it, and uh, congratulations to all your success. Thanks, guys. I appreciate that. Great talking to y'all, and thanks for the great questions. And, yeah, let's stay in touch. Hopefully, just meet, meet you guys in person one day. Huh? Yeah, you got to get down to South Florida, buddy. Get that tour down yeah. here. All right, That's man. Right. Thanks, Mitch. Thank you, Mitch. This podcast is brought to you by Monster Energy. Tear into a can of the meanest energy drink on the planet, Monster Energy. It's the ideal combo of the right ingredients in the right proportion to deliver a big bad buzz that only Monster can. Monster packs a powerful punch, has a smooth, easy drinking flavor. Athletes, musicians, co-eds, road warriors, metalheads, geeks, hipsters, and bikers dig it. You will too. Monster Energy is more than just the green OG. Monster has Monster Ultra, Juice Monster, Monster Hydro, Rehab Monster, Dragon Tea, Monster Max, Muscle Monster, and many more. 
buy on Amazon, buy on Walmart, or go to monsterenergy.com and believe me, you'll find a place. Unleash the beast. Monster Energy.